0: All right, shall we finish this show up?
1: Let's roll. Yeah, All right. sure. I think Kevin only has two hours <clears throat> left. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got plenty of time. Uh-huh.
0: I don't think our uh-huh. hobby goals are going to take that long. <laughs>
2: nah, I think th- okay, yeah, I like so this is going to be a pretty light
1: Real slow. <laughs> I will come
0: through the computer and slap you in the
1: mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I heart you too, right. Kevin. <laughs>
2: Welcome to Preferred Enemies, the Warhammer 40k podcast that knows it's... Is it New Year, New Army? Maybe? I'm your host, Rob. Kevin. Dennis. And Richard. And yeah, it's a, this is our first episode of uh, 2024, and uh, actually, I don't think any of us are intentionally starting new armies this year, because Dennis, you technically already started Dark Angels, so...
1: Uh. Yeah, and technically, I've had this Chaos Space Marine stuff for years, I'm just finally getting around to fleshing it out, and well then, um, Death Watch I also had, and I'm gonna flesh it out, so lots of just, not new, but finishing up, or getting paint on it
0: yeah <laughs> it's like so I resisted technical- the urge to buy the old world stuff so we'll see yeah, well, I, I do want to hit on, even though it's not
2: technically 40K related, I do want to hit on the old world stuff. Uh, there, it's been some interesting discussion and comparison to other products as well, but we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, the first half of our show, we are going to talk about the things that were announced in the last couple of weeks since we recorded. Uh, we we released our last episode on Christmas Eve, and then we actually had an announcement on Christmas Eve and uh, and things that have been announced since. And so we will be talking about those. And in the second half of the show, we will be talking about our own personal plans for uh, 2024. However, first, before all of that, we do have an announcement regarding uh, Midwest Conquest. Uh, uh, now, as of like a couple of years ago, we are not actively running Midwest Conquest, although, Kevin, you are still... Uh running an event and involved directly in the i guess the the management council of the event,
0: yeah, yeah, but we're not we're not running it directly
2: anymore right uh but uh we we do have an announcement in that we have had a change of date uh and I'm trying to think about the the way we can say this um due to scheduling conflicts with the venue, would you say that's
0: accurate I think that's yeah, I think that's the correct way to say it.
2: Yeah, Uh, due to scheduling conflicts with the venue, we were unable to get the uh, Memorial Day weekend for uh, Midwest Conquest for the first time, apart from the 2020 pandemic kerfuffle, uh, for the first time since, what, 2016? It will not be on Memorial Day weekend. It is going to be moved up two weeks to May 10th through 12th, which is Mother's Day weekend. So, unfortunately, you won't have that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was that or July Fourth. Oh my! <laughs> Those, were Those were the Too two Those were the two weekends we were offered, and July Fourth um, would put us like a, you know, <coughs> a that's a weekend that a lot of people have planned with big family events. Yes. So uh, that is that's kind of a no go, and also it puts us closer, not in conflict with, but closer to Show Me Showdown, which is like the first weekend of August. This year, Uh, so we wanted to have a bit more space, and this also gives us a little bit more space between us and like Bug Eater. So I think it is it it works out well. It's not our preferred weekend, but it it was the best of uh, the best of a set of less than stellar options. So uh, like all the events are still going on. It is just we've shifted up two weeks sooner. So, uh, there's all the details are on Midwest conquest as far as like event dates, all the event, uh, dates are, have been updated. It is mother's day weekend, May 10th through 12th. Uh, and yes, there will still be the 40 K grand tournament. We have an age of Sigmar tournament, bolt action, a night joust beer hammer. Um, and I believe where you and, uh, Kevin, you and Dennis are working on getting a narrative event together.
0: Yes. Uh, rather than doing the friendly, which we've done in the years past, we wanted to kind of do something a little bit more, uh, a little bit more narrative, a little bit more fun, uh, kind of tying into some of the ideas from the Warhammer Open narrative events and the Grand Narrative event as well. So we're, we're planning on running a kind of tiered multi- uh, multiple day narrative event, for helping, from the, uh, helping the Watchtower uh, Phi Epsilon deal with some uh, local local business. We're we're hoping to have at you know uh, up to sixteen spots available. Uh, we want to kind of keep it a little bit manageable since it's the first time that we've actually ran anything this complicated. But we'll have more information posted here in the coming weeks. Uh, I'm I'm working on a kind of summary pitch document for it so we can put up on the website and let people know what they're getting into. But it would basically start out at thousand points and then escalate up to uh the the finale being kind of a you know multiplayer multiplayer battles um with things mixed in like potentially boarding actions and other other things that people want to play those so yeah i'm excited for it uh we've got some cool ideas
2: yeah and that that is not available on the website yet that will, uh, details on that will be coming soon we'll get the registration link up for that once it is ready uh so watch this space we will be announcing more about that in the coming weeks Next up, though, uh, let's talk about the things that were announced between, you know, between our last episode and now. Um, So we had uh, an interesting Saturday announce or like Sunday, like next week pre order announcement come out on Christmas Eve. And that was that they were reprinting as a print to order product Battle of McCrag, the fourth edition starter box.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's. I, I
1: don't get it.
3: it. I mean, the crash tricquila is cool. That's yeah. it. That that's that's the reason to buy this. If is if you yeah, don't have one. But else. as someone who's seen
1: and used the crash tricquila as terrain, you can't put people on it very well.
0: Yeah. It,
2: yeah. It. It's a visually interesting
0: piece of yes. terrain. It is not a useful piece of terrain. I so I wonder with the Old World coming out, they have mentioned that there will not be, you know, there's launch boxes for the Old World, but there's no like starter edition box for the Old World. And they've there's been rumors of they're just going to reprint the old fantasy starter boxes. Um the, you know, the Black Reach or Isle of Blood, etc. And do those as kind of print on demand when people, you know, for people to order. I wonder if this was kind of testing the waters of like, well, let's see what an old starter box might go, you know, might do. What numbers we're going to get, how quickly we can print it. There's not a lot of models in Battle from a Crag. It's like 30 models total, 35 like 35, 35 yeah. including
2: the Imperial pilot, who is effectively a moving objective marker.
0: Right. So I wonder if it was kind of – if this was kind of testing the waters to, or building up the production capacity for that. Like, okay, this is what this is what we need to do to get ready to do some of the more involved starter boxes later because like Isle of Blood is huge. There's, you know, 100 models in that thing. So I don't know. I, I don't – it doesn't make a lot of sense on its own because as we've mentioned, uh, you know, kind of in our internal conversations, the Space Marines – push fit mark sevens on 25 mil bases the Termagants are the old small models on the wrong bases so it's like you couldn't you can't really use any of the models like it seems like it's just a nostalgia thing uh the only useful finger quotes part of it would be the terrain and eh, i don't know i I, it's definitely a weird choice (laughs) yeah
2: well and like some of the kid, like reprinting Island of Blood wouldn't even necessarily work for them because in Old World Scaven have been redu- removed to the Legends section. Yeah, there's also so bad. it's like they could reprint half of it. The High Elf half
0: wouldn't be bad. Oh, the oh, High there. Elf half is awesome. I have like I have like uh, three three halves of the High Elf stuff because it's yeah. awesome.
1: <laughs> is oh it no, still it's fantastic. in boxes.
0: No, they are they are put together. They are all. Oh my. They are prime oh, wow. gray and they have been prime gray for a decade <laughs> okay i I know this because I had to make the decision of moving them when I moved earlier this year. I'm like, I should box things up and like take them with me because I will do something with them eventually.
2: Well, hey, you can actually play
0: them because there are
2: rules for high elves yeah. in old world, so now you've exactly. got a, you have a uh old world army, you just need to get the rule book and the uh faction book for all the the forces of good,
0: yeah. Um, let's,
2: I, I, I do want to, to kind of, uh, make a quick diversion over to talking about the, uh, the old world since you brought it up. Um, it is interesting how they released it as two start separate starter army boxes for the two launch factions that are getting like full model releases or full ish model releases, uh, the fact that it's, uh, you know, Kemery Tomb Kings, which that's an, ar- that's an army that people have been missing since, uh, the old world got squatted and, uh, and then Bretonians, another one that kind of, that has been left behind, uh, as far as the overall visuals of like Age of Sigmar. Also interesting that those two boxes, while they both make, uh, apparently, uh, one thousand two hundred and fifty points, pretty much on the dot. If you take like the right upgrades, um, they are not the same price. The Camry set is forty five dollars more exp or thirty five dollars more expensive.
0: Yeah, I th- yeah, I thought that was a little bit weird. But there's you know there's more more models in that one for sure. So I don't know. I, the GW's pricing doesn't always make sense or ever make no. sense. But
2: <laughs> I've seen some very interesting uh takes on old world and and definitely a little bit more guarded than the the approach the, than the uh the way that the plastic horse heresy release you know like the big plastic re-release of Horus heresy has been handled cuz Horus heresy i think was a game that people you know it was already established and still kind of an ongoing thing even though it had been kind of on the back burner really since Alan Bly died because he was one of like the major movers behind like the Forge World books and everything. And they had done some very initial plastic, you know, basic plastic releases of like Mark III and Mark IV armor. And that had been about it. Everything else was Forge World resin. And then everything switches over to these new plastics, new plastic models, new books, revised rule system. And I think the the horse heresy community has jumped on that with a lot of uh, enthusiasm. Whereas old world people have been far more guarded about it. And I've even seen a review. I think it was on dicebreaker.com call it basically a cynical cash grab. And and it feels like people are of uh, a le- far less enthusiastic about this release. And I don't know if it's the model or the fact that they're selling very old models at new model prices too.
0: I mean that's part of it for sure. Um, you know, looking at the the Tomb Kings, you know, especially cuz I think a lot of the Bretonian models um still hold up. Uh, you know, peasants and some of that other stuff were a little and, you know, but I think the Bretonian models still hold up. But you look at the Tomb Kings, the Camry Tomb Kings compared to like the uh Bone Reapers for Age of Sigmar, there's no comparison. You know, like the model quality has improved a lot in 20 years. Yeah. I, I think part of the reason why there's a little, it's a little bit cynical is, I mean, the old world's been dead for a decade. It was mm-hmm. nine years ago when they when they squatted it. So I don't know. I I also don't know if the fan base, and, the, and this could be completely wrong. And this is just my anecdotal opinion, but it feels like the fan base for Warhammer Fantasy was always smaller than even like the Horus Heresy. Oh yeah. So like it's. Now, those people were very vocal when the end times hit and the world died. But like, I don't know. I just don't know if there is, I don't know how much interest there is. And I think GW is kind of hedging a little bit by not like going through and doing full plastic remakes of these models, you know, and, and kind of re-releasing stuff. And like, there's new models, like there's new models for, for Bretonians and, you know, the Tomb Kings in the box sets, but it's like one or two models. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah, it's a very interesting as you said, kind of guarded release from their perspective. Um, maybe as we get further into it and things like Kislev, which they have mentioned, you know, are getting models at some point, or you get to some of the more popular factions like the Empire or High Elves, Dwarves, Orcs, maybe that'll pick up a little bit. Like it's kind of weird to start with two of the lesser factions. Like, not, you know, not to say that they're necessarily like bad or anything, but they're definitely, I would say, less popular than some of the other factions in in the Old World. So, I don't know. It's a very, very interesting way that they're doing it. Well, and also,
2: uh, something that ha- al- was also pointed out, specifically I-, I saw this pointed out on Blue Sky by Wib of Snipe and Wibb, uh, is that the Old World, and I don't even know if they have the downloads for it available, I'm guessing it's probably on its own website at this point, but like the main books, like there's basically, like there's the forces of fantasy and ravening hordes. Basically, your good and evil army books, uh, and forces of fantasy is uh, the empire, Bretonians, dwarves, high elves, wood elves, and ravening hordes are greenskins, tomb kings, beastmen, and warriors of chaos. There's downloadable PDFs for the other factions that aren't mentioned, like Skaven and Lizardmen and Vampire Counts and uh, Ogre Kingdoms, and it is, and and Wibb's suggestion, and I think there's validity to this, is that those factions are ones that have been actively reworked for Age of Sigmar like those factions now fully live in age of Sigmar. In many cases, they've had completely revamped model lines. Uh, they've been redeveloped and reintegrated fully into that story. And whereas like the empire man has been separated out and replaced by cities of Sigmar, which has a very different aesthetic f- with very little model overlap. Uh, the high elves have been replaced with the Lumineth, which have a different aesthetic and a fully unique model line. Uh, most of the Wood Elves have just been retired. Like, they're not part of the Sylvaneth line. They're something completely different. And a lot of the stuff that was in Cities of Sigmar that was a carryover from the older fantasy line has basically been cut from from the book. And so Wibb's suggestion, his suggestion was that um, basically they don't want you playing the same game with playing two different games with the same miniatures, they want you to buy separate miniatures for separate games. And I think what we've seen with Horus Heresy uh would validate that as well cuz Absolutely. Yeah, like all the all these new Horse Heresy plastic kits. Oh so yeah, those are legends. You can use them in like Crusade play and stuff, but we're not actively balancing it and it's not legal for tournaments and we don't want you playing with that, even though the models are hundred percent compatible. and with Horse Heresy, even the basing and everything is compatible. Whereas at least there'd be a bit more conversion work with, you know, this the squared around basing for Age of Sigmar, because Age of Sigmar is no longer base agnostic.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh no, it's definitely I mean that's definitely the way that they're going. They they have taken the tact that we don't want you to be able to use models across multiple games. And I kind of wonder if going forward, uh, if we start seeing more differentiation between like chaos demons in age of Sigmar and chaos demons in 40 K.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. Chaos demons are another one of those legend armies. Cause like, well, the, the vortex hasn't gone insane for the most recent time. Like it's actually chill right now. So that like, that's why, like there's no demons right now. And yeah. So It's, you know, and it it does also give it a little bit of a different, it's not just 8th edition fantasy repackaged, which is also good. Like, I I don't want them to just repackage an old game and tell you that it's brand new. They've actually, from what I have read, they've made some fundamental changes. And the game also plays better at smaller point levels. Uh, Like, they have a, a battle report at using just the starter boxes. And it seems to, there's enough units in each box that at 1250, the game plays okay. And the standard game size is 2000, which was small for fantasy sizes back in the day. So, I mean, it's a, it's a better, it, you know, it sounds like it's a better game overall, but it is weird that it's like, yeah, we don't want you actually using this stuff together. Like uh, that we, we want you to buy new stuff for a new game. Or buy old stuff for a new game, sure,
0: yeah, I mean i I get it I, part of part of the reason for releasing the old world is like nostalgia and people who want to play you know a game people who still want to play a game that's basically been you know dead for a decade um so I don't know i it's I, yeah I also I mean, yeah, <laughs> I also
2: think there's a lot of Total war Warhammer fans they're trying to pull in. that's true too. Because, uh, let's face it, I think the response to Total War Warhammer and the fact that there have now been three of them released convinced Games Workshop that there's actually still money to be made. Yeah, so no, that's
0: true.
1: Well, for that, it's just, where is that money coming from? Because a video game is a lot cheaper investment than a Warhammer Army. This is very, Army.
2: very, very true. Yeah. Although, the way uh, Creative Assembly sells DLC, maybe not as much as you might think.
0: yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's um, that's been an issue. Well, the, the thing that's kind of frustrating though is if that is their goal, you know, to try to take like the total war Warhammer crowd and convert them to play the Old World, there's a bunch of factions that don't exist. Like mm-hmm. that's there's a bunch of there's a bunch of things that have been kind of cut out. So, I don't know. I'm I hope it works. I hope they can take this in a direction and make it kind of its own game and make it its own thing. If it's successful, I imagine that you're going to see them ramping up, rem- you know, uh, remodeling, rescaling, you know, the old stuff, and adding to the world. Like I said, they, you know, they've mentioned Kislev, they mentioned Cathay in the book, you know, mm-hmm. by name. So, like, there's a couple new factions out there that they could add. They could always go back and add Chaos Dwarves later too, like you know, and add some of these other factions back in if they. If they decide that it's worth it to, like, uh, do a chaos, line revamp. Chaos, I say Chaos Dwarves are legended right now. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're legended right now, but, like, at some point, if they decide to, like, okay, we want to make, you know, we want to add, we want to do Plastic Chaos Dwarves, we can, you know, add them back in the setting. Or, we'll let's add uh, lizard men, but, like, let's make a new model line that is distinct from the Age of Sigmar line. So there's a lot of potential for it to grow. Um, I am a bit interested to see how it works because I do think this is a, I think, I think the right way to describe it, like you said earlier was guarded. This seems like a very guarded start. Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I wish them success. Cause I know there are a lot of people that were, were hoping this, you know, were wanting a return to old school rank and flank uh, fantasy. And, you know, I, I think there's value in having it, and I think it can coexist, especially as being treated as more of a specialist game. You know, it can coexist along with 40K, just the way Horse Heresy can coexist, or it can coexist with Age of Sigmar the way that Horse Heresy can coexist with uh, 40K. So I think it it can definitely be its thing, and if they're willing to to drop the money. And I imagine the design costs are relatively low because they don't have to re-release a lot of, you know, they're, they're not designing a lot of new miniatures, just a few here and there. So break out those old, those old, uh, molds and just reprint a lot of ancient plastic that is still dated 2003. (laughs) I will say though, the starter box, this is another thing I wanted to compare this to. Um, a few months ago and uh if you follow our facebook page you've probably seen the the models that i painted but a few months ago uh games workshop sent us the legions imperialis uh starter box and then it was delayed because of issues with the rule books so we had i'd had send back the rule book and then they sent it back to us so like it got delayed uh a few months but uh I remember first cracking open that starter box and the minis in there are fantastic for as tiny as they are. And they're, they're really cool to paint. Um, the vehicles are awesome and amazing in the level of detail they have. Like it's really neat models. You cannot build a legal army with that box in no way, shape or form. Like there are not enough models for any individual faction to build a legal force. And the way force, like, the rules are set up, you can't even combine them into being a legal force because one of the factions has to be, like, 70% of the army, and there's no way to even make a playable army out of what's in in the box. Like, you can kind of cobble it together and play with it, but it's like, I think somebody did the numbers on it. I can't remember who, but, like, the Solar Auxilia in there actually have more points because of the tanks that are used than the space Marines have. And even then you can't build legal formations using all the tanks because of how the tank, because of how everything's set up. So it's like, it is a beautiful model set and a hot garbage starter box, which is frustrating and we've seen that happen with other products in the past um you brought up island of blood that one was another box where it was literally unplayable out of like you could kind of play it but you couldn't build legal forces out of it because of like how the force generation with like percentages of heroes and stuff worked in fantasy back in the day also the original book box didn't include points <laughs> they forgot
0: to put a point sheet in you know i mean honestly that's a upgrade Over currently, (laughs) I think, the way they're doing it, because, uh, you know, all the points are incorrect when you open the book anyway, so don't include them. true. Yeah, fair enough. (sighs) Yeah, no, they've, they've, yeah. There's some of these starter boxes where it's like, this is clearly just to get models out, and you have to buy other things to be able to play. So, as a starter box, not great. But I do like the fact that at least the old world ones do seem to be fairly balanced, the two ones that are out there. Um, yeah. you know, so you can at least someone you you buy a box, your friend buys a box, you just collectively spent six hundred dollars to learn to play a brand new game. You could at least take it out, build it, play a game with that, and have like a roughly balanced experience. So that's good.
2: Yeah, that is good. And uh honestly, you know, a twelve hundred twelve fifty point army for un- with the rule like the full seventy dollar rule book. For less than three hundred dollars is not horrible. Like I can't, I I can't really fault the value, even though it's it's a large out, outlay from the beginning. It's it's not the worst price I've seen for for what all is included in that book, or you know, in those boxes. But uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if they do release new like additional starter boxes for each of the factions that are still in the game yeah as pri- you know and uh the downloads apparently for the legended factions are will be available once it's out so i don't know if that's like once it ships uh it, it yeah cuz i don't see it anywhere on their like downloads list yet but i also don't know if the game ha- let's see the old world okay so it does have its own website um explore the old world. I mean, it kind of makes yeah, sense. They, look don't put, like they, have they don't they don't put the
0: downloads out you know they, they 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 don't put the downloads out for other things until like after they release. So the right. the fact that they released the um 10th edition stuff kind of early in waves was really more to build hype. So as long as yeah. it's available, that's that's all that matters. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway, let's pull back out of the old world and
2: get into the 41st millennium uh, because then we had our actual Christmas release, our Christmas announcement. And I was surprised that they actually had announcements geared up for Christmas and for uh, Boxing Day. So Christmas, we got the reveal of the new Deathwing Knights... Like Deathwing Assault Box.
1: What, what Dark Angels we have or, heard on yes. high?
2: Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh and we get a new a new plastic Belial, which Belial has needed a new model forever.
1: Well, with him and Asmodai getting revealed, that's half the characters.
2: Because so We've still got what? Ezekiel and Samael need? And Lazarus. And Lazarus. Well no, Lazarus is He's yeah, a Primaris plastic,
1: yeah. Oh, is he? Okay, cool, cool.
2: Yeah, he's a, he was he was brand new for like ninth edition. Oh,
1: okay, that's what I think where I was. I was waiting for a reprint of him. I didn't realize he was the ninth.
2: Got it? No, no. He, yeah, he's already he's he was like their first Primaris captain character they did for Dark Angels. So I
1: understand now.
2: But no, uh, Belial has needed a new model for years and years and years uh and so it is he gets a a nice dynamic model rather than just standing there which is nice um and like and much like asmodai his base is very extra with like a flaming skeleton just you know kind of standing there and like stuck into the ground next to him because i mean where else are you gonna put your flaming skeleton right
0: yeah i mean archangel's aesthetic i get it
2: yeah uh and then In addition, there's the Inner Circle Champions kit, which I – like, they're – you know, much like all things with the Dark Angels, they're playing this very close to the vest. Uh, They don't really say who they are or where they come from. They are secrecy incarnate.
1: Well, here's what I like about them is I like the hooded heads. I like the whole – Hoods oh the aesthetic is fantastic. Angels. And so this is a squad of hooded guys with great swords. I love it.
0: No, they look they look great. No
2: no argument on how
1: icon. they look.
0: I love that icon. That yeah. the 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 standard that he has like the wings folded that's just amazing.
2: And I'm not sure if they are supposed to represent the the risen or not. It's very like it's very very unclear. We don't know. Uh, it's it's pronounced the Riza the riza do they have Sorry. the riz <laughs> my children are so disappointed in me now and then we get a uh, set of dark angels upgrades that not only upgrade your standard like power armor models but also upgrades for terminators including like custom shoulder pads a plasma cannon like Storm bolter fronts power sword and then even like the uh the ravenwing kind of back banner wing for to put on the new Outrider bikes. So you can officially have Ravenwing Outriders and a tiny little uh, Watcher in the Dark to follow you around, because why not? But compatible with the the new Terminator, like the upscaled Terminator sets.
1: Right, and so that's my quandary is when all this stuff hits. I know they've announced this box with Belial, but going forward, are they going to actually make deathwing terminators and if they do are they gonna i'm assuming then there'll be a normal terminator box with this upgrade sprue added uh if it's they'll so for box sets if
2: it's like what they've done in the past for box sets like if they do a here's the dark angels box like they did with uh like wrath of the forge king It'll be like the standard sprues, and then they'll include like the upgrade sprues in those sets. Right. And so, I, like for Deathwing Terminate, but I, and so, like in this box set, yes, it will include them. Oh, yeah. In the future, you will buy a Terminator box and you will buy a Death, uh, Dark Angels upgrade. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's what I was afraid of. <laughs> but I mean, the nice thing is like right now, the Dark Angels, Dark, yeah, the Dark Angels have a Watcher in the Dark. And because like my old Dark, my old Dark Angels Terminators have a Watcher in the Dark, and my old—or not old—but my the regular Terminators come with a Teleport Homer. So I guess maybe I get both.
0: Yeah, it's kind of the same thing: Watcher in the Dark, Teleport yeah. Homer. Yeah, same function. But yeah, I would basically. This is going to be like
2: the black, like the Black Templars upgrade and transfer kit is a separate purchase. If you buy, like, the Combat Patrol, it comes included. Right. But if you buy, like, you can't buy the, like, for example, you can't buy, like, just a Black Templar squad separately. You buy a Space Marine squad and then you pay 35 bucks for the upgrade kit.
1: Man, this reminds me of the old Eldar Guardians. You had to go buy an upgrade kit to make them Storm Guardians.
2: Yep. Why charge you once when they can charge
1: you twice? So glad they're both in the same box now.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yes, in that case. But yeah, the uh, Deathwing Assault, it's 10 Deathwing Terminators. So it's two boxes of five Terminators plus two sets of uh, upgrade sprues and then a a set of five of the new Deathwing Knights.
1: Okay, those guys look sick. Yeah, they look awesome. I mean, I don't know what to do with the weapons, though, because they've got different weapons than the old knights, because the old knights all had um, maces, and these guys look like they've got swords. So
2: My guess is that you will probably have options for both, because I don't think they will entirely render – I mean, they could. It's, they would have done this before, but I would like to think they would either have options for the maces, or they'll just do generic power weapon Oh
1: gosh! Please no.
2: (laughs) It's what they've done with like everything else. Like hey, everything else the Terminators get accursed weapons.
1: No, that's when they indexed everything. (laughs) Normally, when you get a codex coming, you get it broken out again.
0: You would think that, but this is tenth edition, baby. This is simplified, not simple. Uh huh. (laughs) Uh,
2: Why give you? Why give you two weapon options when we can just give you one and you can model it however you like? Honestly, I don't uh, do I I, not
1: like that. I actually. do like to have one <laughs> model however you like, but yeah, models look good, though. Yeah,
2: no, the models look great. And having this as a box with a, and this will also, you know, like all the other army release boxes have a limited edition version of the codex and data cards for at least for the models inside or no data slate cards, full codex supplement. So I'm guessing you get like everything you need to play Dark Angel's. In that box, and
1: no, it doesn't have the lion.
2: Okay, well, yeah, it doesn't have, have the it, You're right, it doesn't have the lion. Fair I mean, enough. He's
1: everything you need to play Dark Angels, right? Oh,
2: <laughs> let's see. And if I want to play, let's see how much, uh, assuming that this the points don't change wildly, and of course, we still have a January uh, balance data slate theoretically coming, which we haven't I'm heard guessing- hide nor hair of.
1: I'm guessing it's going to hit LVO weekend, so it doesn't impact that directly.
0: Yeah, yeah. It'll be after LVO, for sure.
2: We have Belial. It's like 85 points.
1: points. 85 points, okay. Terminator's about 200-ish.
2: Yep, 200 each. And then Deathwing Knight's 235.
1: This is a 720-point box. So if you need a 1,000-point army, you're almost there. Um, yeah. Hey, maybe Asmodai and the inner circle companions will be that extra point you need to go to a thousand
2: uh, possibly I mean Asmodai is 70 and if the inner circle companions are, that puts you at 790 if the inner circle companions are around 200 yeah that would get you there
1: for some reason I don't think they're 200 unless you ran a big squad well they look cool it, though.
2: I mean it depends on like are they considered Terminator levels of power they could be like 180 or something right
1: well, I was gonna say they, they're not in Terminator armor though
2: no, they're not in Terminator armor, but they might they be look more Terminator like Blade armor. Guard. Yeah, With the- <clears throat> yeah, they kind of
0: look more like Blade Guard.
2: Well, if that if they're Blade Guard, that would make them Blade Guard vets are ninety points for three. Oh.
0: That's why that's, they, that's why that's why Blade Guard vets are like so nasty. Is they're really tough and they're only ninety points yep but if you had a let's say you have
2: a unit of 10 or of like six blade guard that's 180 points so we're back to oh, where, okay. yeah see so we're good so and how many unique uh five six or figures you know are displayed so yeah six there you go Did so 180 points let's say okay so yeah, theoretically with all the with all the new stuff released, you could make a thousand point. And I'm assuming Inner Circle are gonna count as Deathwing because everybody in the Inner Circle is Deathwing. Yes. Um Day would obviously count as Deathwing. So yes. yeah, you could yeah, theoretically you, you would get very close to a thousand points with yeah. the with just the new
1: releases. I mean, I find that exciting where you get just a box with an army add some stuff for flavor. Here's your thousand points. Cause I know down here in Dallas where I've been playing, I've been trying to inch us more towards like the 2000 point game, but everyone's still, they're happy at a thousand. So. (laughs) Hey,
2: I mean, if that's where they're, that's a sweet spot where you have enough models that you can have a few different units that do very different things, but you also don't get overwhelmed with building and painting and transporting right. and playing.
1: Right. And like I said, all of these are pretty much new player. I mean, I don't know how long I can call them new players since it's been like over six <laughs> months now, but it's still, they still feel new until I'm going to say about a year maybe. Mm-hmm. So I'll still call them new players. And so they're getting into, that's, they're, they're to the point where a thousand is comfortable, but they're almost to the two thousand. I mean, a couple of them need to get or assemble a little bit more to hit there. Mm -hmm. So a thousand is still the sweet spot for, for people starting out.
2: Yeah, no, it's, it's a good point to, to be at. Um, Let's see. And then on boxing day, we got a video Tease. i wouldn't say it's a reveal because they didn't really reveal a whole lot but we got some silhouettes and i know some people have done like the enhance enhance like turn like bring in stills crank up the contrast to try to figure out details on these models but uh three things that we are definitely sh- let's see things that we are definitely shown we get a and these are all like quick spin arounds at low light, so you can see a few details very carefully. But we get a a custodes model with a uh, shield and guardian spear, and not just any guardian spear. It appears to be a Melta guardian spear.
0: That would be cool if they were if they got the Melta and like the plasma guardian spears because those are yeah. currently only Forge World resin. So
1: right, that would be, be really, really nice. nice.
2: And it's somebody on a hero rock, so I'm assuming it's going to be a character. Well, and he's got a big fancy like fin behind his head. So yeah, I yeah, I was when I first watched this, I was so like I was trying to figure out what it was because the that f- plume fin is Looks very s- votani. Yeah, it doesn't look bestowed, yes. so it was like throwing me off for a bit. And then Kevin, you're like, oh no, that's a guardian spear. I'm like. You're right. That is a guardian spear. I don't know how I missed that.
1: I mean, maybe this is a character who was an original voton that got adapted into the custodes.
0: It could be a. It could be a death watch. <laughs> a, a new uh, death watch uh, master that actually has a pose that doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that'll never. I happen. mean, it's not. It's not. But
1: <laughs> My, a, a voton who was a part a watchmaster and is using the custodes spear. <laughs>
0: Sure.
2: Yeah. Whatever. Uh, we'll go with that. Sure. Sure. He's. He looks a little tall for a Voton. I'm just saying.
0: It's the tactical rocks that adds. Right. adds like a good foot.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh and then um, the next model we see in spin around is very obviously a crute. Like, there's no questioning that that head and hand. But he—it's a crute on what appears to be a giant lizard, and that's interesting because it's not a like a crudox. It's—it's not. Yeah. He's not writing uh, anything that we have traditionally seen. Uh, you know, crute writing. It, it looks almost like it's got uh, like catfish barbules around its face, like kind of hanging down from its mouth. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, he's got a hunting rifle with like a looks like a big sniper scope on it. Uh, He's got a a spyglass. We don't know if this is going to be part of a crude cavalry unit or if this is going to be a character, in which case, hopefully, he'll have something else, another kind of unit he can join. Uh, But there definitely have been rumors of the Crute plastic line getting a full revamp because Crute carnivores mm. are an old kit we had the far stalkers for kill team last year but uh we haven't had like anything new and of course there's things like the the crew and crude hounds are still in fine cast uh, so this, you know, maybe we get more, you know, we were saying like in our wishlist, like plastic Vespid and plastic Croot would be nice. This looks like we mm-hmm. are getting at least some of that confirmed. So we, and we know Tower getting a release
0: this winter, late winter, early spring. So the, uh, the, the lizard thing that he's riding is the reimagined Vespid. <laughs> he is riding a Vespid? <laughs> Um, that would, that was definitely
2: a direction one could go in. It's not one I would recommend to anyone, but you go off, I guess. And then finally we get what can only be described as the orkiest mech of orkiness.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Cause obviously he's got, he's got a big claw. He's got a, what well, looks like almost a mini shock attack gun, like some sort of weird orky weapon.
3: Yeah,
0: like,
3: yeah, it, it, it is some kind of, uh, well, I, I like, I think it's akin, akin to, you know, the, the, that, uh, not big mech gun. They don't, don't say the, the, the mech guns. They used to be big guns, now they're mech guns. So, yeah. it, the, the, like, Custom like Mega Blasta. It's like a miniaturized version. Actually, of what it looks so.
2: like is it's a. It looks like a handheld version of the tractor cannon because it's got that same like four four tines around a center projector.
3: Right. Yeah, that one.
2: There you go. So yeah, handheld tractor cannon and a power claw. He's got his like mech. Because you can see like the wrenches built into his like back banner. He may have an artificial leg. Hard to say. Probably. Yeah. But like very. Are we going to get an Orchimedes? <laughs> are we getting it? A-
3: <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that would be cool. That is, that, that could be who that is.
2: Yeah. Getting a, a new named, a named Big Mech would be cool. Because that's yeah. something we really.
3: Like I think they've
2: existed in the story, but I don't think we've ever got – we definitely have never gotten models for them and I don't know if we've even ever gotten a stat line for them really. So that would be cool.
3: There there was one of yeah, – was it the – like the Tooth and Claw box had a, you know, a booklet and that one was where they introduced that one war boss that was named but then just became the generic war boss model right uh but there was the that original uh uh big mech when they introduced the the uh, uh mega knobs the the new mega knob kit and you could build the the big mech in in mega armor out of that kit one of the not long after that one of the the booklets that came in one of the you know Boxes, I think the Stormclaw box had like a formation that used that big mech model and had gave it basically its own like special rule as a named big mech. Mm -hmm. But that's really the closest we've had. Yeah.
2: So it is cool to see more options coming for orc characters. So that is. That is cool, and even if it just ends up being a generic big mech, it's a really nice yeah. looking model. Yep, that's it. so. That is that is what we have been teased with for twenty twenty four, and obviously we like orcs were coming out. I think around the same same time, Dark Angels were or at least like on the roadmap. They were like right after Dark Angels, so that and Custodes and Ta- or er, Custodes and tau are all on the roadmap. So none of those time. surprise me. No, no chaos teased yet. They're, they're kind of still holding close on to that.
1: So. But it's still listed as, as in the first part of this year.
2: It is, so, which tells me it's going to be near the end of this. So the, like These three codexes are coming probably next after Dark Angels. And I don't know if this indicates what order they're in, if it's going to be Custodes, then Tau, then Orcs. I think Orcs were earlier than that, but we'll see. Uh, then on the 29th, uh, we had the results of Miniature of the Year. Uh, the and <laughs> <laughs> it was it, it was closely fought from the sound of it. They only had 700, what they say, 752 votes. That seems low. <laughs> that does seem su- that's was surprisingly low. They showed off, like, some of the models, like, the Honorable Mentions, uh, Ionis Cryptborn, which that is an awesome-looking dragon rider. Like, that one is cool. Death Leaper is a neat model. I don't know why he has a cape yet, but I guess he <laughs> like a cape. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's how you can see he's leaping. Yeah.
2: Um, Vastor is a weird model. <laughs> I mean, it's it's got a dis- very distinctive look. I recently put my Vastor together. And he goes together really well. Like, it's a really well-constructed and designed mini. It is just – it is not nearly big enough for what he's – like, the the level of power that they kind of mention him having in the storyline, he feels way too small. Especially if, if – for an aspiring chaos god, he, he seems small, but – uh dante which dante's fine he's a good reimagining of the original dante i don't know if i would put him in the honorable mentions with some of these others especially with the the next one they show talia vedra that is i i don't think i had paid much attention to the cities of sigmar stuff that is a awesome looking model like that is really really cool uh, the Harbinger of Decay is another one. It's a very nice reimagining of an old model, but it it's a reimagining of an old model. It's not really new, new. Um, The Norn Emissary is certainly a lot. I, I still don't yeah. know if I like it. <laughs> Again, it needs to be bigger. Yeah. And then we get into our actual third, our actual top three. Third place goes to Commander Farsight. Fair, Farsight's a a nice model, like Farsight's a really cool model, great pose, uh, and also surprisingly poseable still, like his arms are still very poseable. So, uh, yeah, Farsight, great, no argument there. Second place, Womp Womp, the hat trick is not gonna happen, Angron came in second.
1: Well, Sorry. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. He lost the fight and he lost this. It's fine. GW just hates chaos.
3: That's fine. <laughs> Look. No, it, honestly, you
0: wouldn't be a chaos player if you didn't say that. You
3: realize. You exactly. No,
0: exactly. <laughs> well, honestly, that's any faction in 40K that you're like, oh, well, GW hates X my faction because of XYZ. Right.
1: I mean, I can't say that as an Eldar player right now, so... <laughs>
0: Well, once the nerf's hit, you'll you'll say they 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 hate Eldar.
1: We've already had a couple.
2: <laughs> yeah, we've sure, had we've one got... nerf already, but can we have second
0: nerf? <laughs> right. A- Angron just needs another thing to be angry about. This true. is true. True. Yeah, I, honestly, like objectively looking at the models, I like the Angron model. I think it's very good, but I also also heard a lot of criticism for like the hunched posture and some of the stuff on there, and like. The Lion is a great model. So, like, yeah, I don't really have, like, an actual, like, problem with this.
2: Um, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, obviously, first place went to the Lion, Lionel Johns, which, no lie, that is a fantastic model. I mean... And the, the, he
1: himself has a hat trick. You can go helmed, hooded, hooded. or just bare head.
2: And actually, you can even go hooded-helmed. True. Four <laughs> options. <laughs> Hat trick uh, plus one. Yes. No, I honestly like the, the sculpt, the facial sculpting on him is fantastic. The, just the overall pose. It's, it's a strong pose, but it's also not overblown. It's just, it's, it's, he's a fantastic model. Like he's really, really good. I can't, I mean, both were – I mean, we were evenly split on it. It's like they're both good models, so I don't feel bad. Yeah. Like, I am – again, I am sad, but all that means is that Fulgrim has to come in and win best model of the year when they release him in plastic just so we can rub it in Angron's face that he didn't get it out of the other <laughs> four, or out of all four.
1: <laughs> I mean, for that, they'd have to release an Emperor's Children book first.
2: I I it's- can keep hoping and dreaming. Yeah. You and notice the they didn't tease. That's why they didn't tease years. chaos space. That's why they didn't tease chaos space marines. Because if they had shown us like the silhouette, like oh, that's Vulgrim. Yeah, sorry, that's that's obvious. Now we probably probably would have shown off like a new noise marine or something. I do want noise marines in plastic. That that's that's it. That's, there, there
1: is a noise marine in plastic.
2: There's the one. There's the one, and he's like <laughs> the '80s punker guitar guy, which is yeah. he's cool, and he won best model like best miniature a few years ago, but. That's not what I think. I I think more of like the cacophony when I think noise marines, like surgically altered. Oh, you don't want another
1: one with a different, like a bass guitar, so you can start building a band.
2: I need a whole
1: whole band of noise marines. Yeah, guy going around like
2: the drumline quads.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the sisters have the pipe organ of missiles. True.
2: (laughs) (sighs) On see, and then we on. On January 1st, we also got shown the new store anniversary models, and I'm actually very happy with the 40 uh, k one, because it's a new yeah. Tau Ethereal. N- another model that we said needed <laughs> they needed a model for. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. One that's not on a hover disc, which is nice. The fact that they're holding, like, an elemental container and that you can have it with any of the four elements was kind of a nice touch, just a nice little decorative yeah. touch that... I didn't expect, but that's the earth one just being a bunch of rocks flowing out of it is weird, but the fire er, water and air ones are kind of cool. Although I, I have seen multiple jokes about how the uh the water one is just, you know, Tau Gamer Girl bathwater for sale. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean you're not wrong, but <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also the uh the staff with like the four holes uh for like the different elements and then the joke of and where's this element go? It goes in the square hole. Square hole. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Honestly though, I like I like the model and I'm I am absolutely going to order one when uh our s- when the KC store has their anniversary in May, which will not be the same weekend as uh, Midwest Conquest this year. So I won't have to like rush over there, place an order, and rush back. But yeah, I do I do really like the the that new Tao Ethereal. I think she looks really great. Um and then you get a, a Fire Slayer for Age of Sigmar. Which looks cool. Yeah. So so that goes along with, you know, Tau getting a new model, we get a new Ethereal as a store model. That is, that is very cool. Very happy with that. Uh, and then finally, I wanted to talk briefly about the fact that the new White Dwarf is including new combat patrol rules for, like, the Phobos uh, Space Marines, which is basically available as the Vanguard Task Force, which is also temporarily out of stock, and along with a... Uh, a Phobos librarian. So, um, there's a, they, they are adding additional combat patrols as kits that you do not buy as combat patrols.
0: Honestly, I kind of like that, though. Like, they're adding, adding in, like, additional combat patrol rules, like, can kind of keep the game fresh. Like, I know Dennis has mentioned, gets a little stale after a while. And it also just gives more people, like, more ways in. Like, here is... It'd be great if this was available digitally, but here's a com- here's a combat patrol that's been balanced to play against other people. That way, you don't necessarily have to pick up a, a dedicated box or a dedicated thing. You can take the models you have and and work within those. Um, which also leads to the point of like the old Space Marine combat patrol before uh, Leviathan, or like the ones from like the old you know the ones that have changed. Those should probably also remain out there so that we have options. But I would whatever. like that, yeah.
2: Yeah, like, they didn't do that with the Necron ones. And last time we checked, the uh, Mechanicus one had not been updated. Let's see if that is still the case. Let's see. Combat patrols. So that has not been updated yet on their website, even though those books are now out which is an interesting choice. Oh, so there is a download for the Battle of McCrag. Really? But it's just it's a mission. It it's just a mission. It doesn't even use the models from the Battle of McCrag. There's just a a download for it. So Also it was posted in August, so I probably nothing I, oh, I didn't really yeah. bring up. <laughs> yeah.
0: just, just See, like were, hey, here's a special mission. It. Yeah. We were hinting at it for a while. This is coming back. If we see Teasing like, us. you know, yeah. If we see Black Reach, you know, a mission for Black Reach come up, then we know that's that's coming at some point.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Black they won't re-release Black Reach. The the value is too good.
0: <laughs> right. Well,
3: they'll they'll they will release it. They'll
0: just make it oh, uh, fair
3: dollars Yeah, they'll they'll price it appropriately. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And by appropriately I I mean too much, but you know. Yes. Yeah. God, <laughs> remember the days when
2: that was a hundred bucks and we were like, damn, that is the best ever!
0: Oh, <laughs> so good.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's pretty much everything that has been announced because right now they're like fully into fantasy mode with Old World coming out. But that's that's everything that's been announced for 40k and kind of more hints as to what's coming down the pipe in 2024. And uh, when we get to part two of the show, we'll be talking about our own plans for 2024. But first, if you want to help support the show, uh, you can help support us on Patreon. We are at patreon.com slash preferred enemies. And we have a new feature. I mentioned in the last episode, I promised it was something we were going to do, and it has been done. If you are a member of our Discord and we only have one membership level and it's a dollar minimum. So it's dollar per month. Uh, you can join us on discord. Uh, the discord is currently up and running. Uh, we are still kind of uh, setting things up a little bit. We have a set. So we have the main preferred frenemies chat channel, and then we have a separate chat for the painting table where, uh, so people can post you know, pictures of what they are currently working on without flooding the main chat channel, with uh hobby figures or you know hobby pictures um we may end up uh, creating a separate channel for people who may be looking for you know once we get more people on the discord uh so if anyone is looking for games in their area or want you know wanted to have like more of a regional speak you know talk we can we'll definitely look at setting that up but uh, we do have conversation currently going on on the discord so if you want to join us there and join the community that we are that uh you know have already been listening to the show and uh know want to you know want to you know, talk with your your fellow preferred frenemies uh it is again you just go to patreon and support us at a dollar a month and if enough people put that in it does add up and you guys are currently supporting our hosting our uh, recording service replacing microphones and now you can be part of our community on uh, discord so we would really appreciate it if you joined us there Uh, So we're going to go ahead and take a break for sponsor identification. And when we come back, we'll be talking about our personal plans and resolutions for 2024. See you in a bit.
3: Miniatures. We build them, we paint them, we love them. That's why we
1: also want to get them to the battle and back again safely. And that's where Kara Multicase
2: comes in. They offer a complete model storage and transport system.
0: They offer a wide selection of core trays for standard size miniatures, as well as custom cut trays for specific models.
3: KR's trays are made of a soft foam, available in a variety of colors, that won't scratch or snag your
1: models. And to protect the foam, the trays are carried in easily stackable, swappable cardboard cases. They also offer a full range of Kaiser bags, backpacks, and aluminum
0: cases for transporting your KR cases. You can even choose from pre built tray selections to suit your army or use the Autofill app to find just the right trays for your particular force. Whatever
3: your game 40k, X Wing, Warm Hordes, or Historicals, KR Multicase has the cases to fit your needs. You can find out more at
2: krmulticase.com. KR Multicase soft foam for your figures, hard cases for the soft foam. <laughs> Are you tired of playing on a boring battlefield? Do you want to step up the quality of your gaming table and make your battle look real?
0: Then you need to check out the Battle Mats from gamemat. They're professionally designed rubber-based mats are
1: just what your gaming table needs. Available in a variety of styles, with everything from rolling grasslands to urban war zones, winter wastelands to alien deserts,
3: there's a Mat mat to fit any kind of terrain. Their mats are padded, anti-slip, waterproof, and when you're done rolling dice and battling on your mat, just roll it up and stick it in the convenient carrying bag for easy transport and storage. And if you don't have a gaming table, they've got you covered with their folding board portable
1: gaming area and their line of pre-painted resin terrain. If you're ready to upgrade your gaming table, head over to www.gamemat.eu and
0: find the gaming mat that's right for you. Game Mat, giving your armies the battlefield they
1: deserve. And
2: we're back. And as I said earlier, we are going to be spending part two talking about our own personal hobby and gaming, uh, goals and resolutions for 2024. Uh, now, obviously new year's resolutions are always a thing that people make and don't necessarily stick with, but, uh, at least, uh, I have put mine up on our discord so people can see it. And, uh, Hold me accountable, I suppose, although a lot of them involve getting games played more than, than hobbying. But uh, Dennis, I'll let you go first since you said you
1: were going to talk real slow to fill in time. <laughs> well, that was just to, to kind of tease Kevin since he was the one with the hard stop on recording today. But yeah, uh, yeah, I have the idea of, well, this is actually, I'm going to go back to the Voton. And remember when Photon came out, I said, oh, I want to get them painted. And then the codex came out and the more models. I'm like, yes, I need to get them all painted. And it took me about a year. So this year I'm continuing that trend of the things I said a year ago, I will plan to finally get worked on this year. With the main ones being last year at the US Open, Kevin and I were – just chit chatting and got the idea of the party like it's twenty nine ninety nine cast space marines. I'm like, yeah and he said, Oh yeah, there's some noise marines right over there and he was like pointing. And so I picked them up. Um so yeah, I'm going to try to actually get a I'm gonna say an Emperor's Children, but definitely a Slanesh um Cast Space Marines army complete with Demonettes. Um going for the the band theme. Um and so I can like have it have like a rock feel to it, get the guitar noise marines that are the plastic ones are awesome, but still have the normal, well, normal, the Forge World ones from 30k and get a 30k feel to the army where most of the units, new air quote, the newer units I didn't already own would be the 30k, um, proxies and then have like the Havocs, which I've had forever, ever since we had keyword Slanesh where I could add in the Havocs into my Slanesh Demon Army. Um and then just some cultists being like the roadies or the groupies or something. And so I can have um like that that whole rock theme. I'm if I get industrious or if I get good, I don't know. I'll try and like build a little stage somehow for at least the the band members and I got a couple singers to put on top too. So I I've seen people like put a knight like that as a backpack on a knight and I thought about that cuz I did include a knight in the list but I don't know that I have a knight I want to modify for something like that so I'll probably just have the stage separate but keep the knight there because a knight's like 400 plus points in a 2000 point army so that that cuts down how much I have to paint.
2: Oh, absolutely. <laughs>
1: And the demonettes are, I'm um, air quote, free because they're already painted. So um, that's going to be one of the goals is finally get that done. My other goal with that was to take it to Midwest Conquest because that was going to be my little joke army to play. Um But since I'm now helping out, I don't know if I'm actually going to be playing. So maybe in a year I can take it somewhere because... I, I want to take it somewhere where local, where people can appreciate it, like having a little small display of like, here's a stage. It also gives me thus more time to try and figure out how I'm going to do that after I get the rest of the army painted. <laughs> but that's just step one. Step two was, um I think last episode, we talked about this one model that got me to start an army that is actually coming out again this spring. Um And that's the Lion and Dark Angels. So I talked about that last year. I've been slowly picking it up. And especially with the new stuff coming out, as we said, that's about a 1,000 points. With all the other stuff I've got, I could easily field two, 3,000 points of it. So my goal for them is just make a 2,000-point list, and that's what I'm going to try and get painted for Dark Angels. Um, and yes, I want to include the lion because of two reasons. One... He's a centerpiece model and I really would like to get him done. Uh, and two, he's like 400 points. Well, 380, but he's like 400 points. So that's a huge chunk of the army in one model. <laughs> he's my version of a knight for that army. And so that's, that's goal number two. And then my, my stretch goal ish, um, just cause of things that we were talking about and trying to be silly and funny with, with us. Cause we've got our pictures on our website as like us in space Marine armor. Um, so I thought it'd be funny or cool if we all like put my headcanon of we're a watchtower. So watchtower P E for preferred enemies. And, um, so I, I started getting together a models for that. And I do want to try now resurrect my death watch that had been on the low tier of, I haven't really touched it, Really? I mean, I've played the like practice games, like when 10th came out, but that was the extent of it. I want to dust them off, get them kind of built up. And I made a 2000 point list with that. I w- thus want to get the models built and all that prime paint. And worst case scenario, if I don't use them beforehand, maybe that'll be my grand narrative army because it's kind of fitting to have something like that at a narrative type event, since especially all the characters would not be Named characters, and these will be, like, us characters, and I I like that idea. So those are my three army giant goals if I can paint. I normally get one, maybe two armies painted a year, so if I can pull off three, I will be amazed.
2: I I think you can pull off at least two. I'm hoping you can pull off too, because actually that's one of my goals. I'll go ahead and jump into mine. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, obviously, I I mentioned last episode I burned out real hard in the second half of 2023, and uh, that it carried over to painting as well because I I tried some techniques that didn't quite pan out, and uh, they just it just completely broke my. Between that and being disappointed at the balance, it completely broke my interest in playing 40K and even painting 40K. But I'm getting back into it. Uh, In the last week of the year, I finished up uh, basically fixing... And completing the paint jobs on a Master of Possession and a unit of, uh, or not a unit, but four Terminators. So I had a legal Terminator unit, because before that <laughs> it was running all double lightning claws. I hate UGW sometimes.
1: Who knows when the CSM codecs come out? Maybe they'll be back.
2: No, they won't, because that's not how it's boxed. We are oh, limited okay. to what's in the box, unfortunately. But... Uh, I got those painted, and I'm happy with how they turned out, and so I feel like I'm kind of getting back into it. Uh, So uh, my list are as follows. First off, I want to complete at least two of my army projects this year, and as far as things that are in the middle of – I either have all the models, and I have not assembled and painted them yet, or I have them assembled and partially painted, and I need to complete the job – Uh, Chaos Space Marines, because I have a lot of, like, cultists and things like that that I need to finish painting. Blood Angels, which I have primed, and a number of them are base coated, but I need to actually, like, finish painting them. Sisters, much in the same case. I've started on them, but I need to finish, like, basically replacing a lot of the the older metals with plastics, not all of them, like my see, standard battle sisters are sticking around, but like I'm replacing the repentia and the seraphim especially.
1: And Rob, that's one thing I think might derail me because sisters codex comes out this summer ish. Yeah. Think. And there might be new models and I might get derailed based on that. Cause I also like sisters.
2: <laughs> yeah. See, cause for me, I know chaos space Marines are coming out probably late spring and sisters are probably coming out early, you know, like sometime in the summer or early fall. Um, so that there's definitely, you know, there's definitely a, a incentive to get those two finished up. And in neither case, do I have a ton of work to do, but I just have to sit down and do it. Uh, others I put out there Imperial Knights, cause I have a pair of armagers and a Dominus that need to be built um eldari i still have craft world waifu ready to to build and paint um that one is is on the list i i don't know if i if i will end up getting to that you know it just depends on how i'm feeling about the other two armies that i do you know about like sisters and chaos space marines we don't know when blood angels codex is coming out so i've got a little bit of a reprieve there. And then I also threw Stormcast and knights of Slaanesh for Age of Sigmar uh because I like the Stormcast I have built and primed and ready to go. I just need to actually get painting on them. And then uh knights of slanesh I have an army's worth. Uh I need I have A number of the, a few of them built and primed. I just, but that 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 and Eldari would be the ones that take the most work. Knights are also unbuilt, but it's three models. I think I can probably knock that out because knights actually paint decently fast, especially if you have an airbrush, which I do. Uh, So I'd like to finish up two projects by the end of the year. Like that would be that would be my ideal painting goal for now. I also know that somewhere in there is an army that I'm going to have to paint for the raffle at Midwest Conquest. We haven't decided on what that one is yet. I am not counting that as one of my hobby goals, that it, these are personal army projects, not not uh, raffle projects. So.
1: so you have more armies to paint than I do, because even with – if I say three, you've got two plus non-personal ones, which – that's that's a lot of painting.
2: That is a lot of painting, and the, the Raffle Army tends to be a, a bit of a marathon, and I have two fewer weeks to do it in now. Yeah.
1: So, <clears throat> the so- thousand point uh, army? 500? Uh, Comet Patrol?
2: <laughs> I, I mean, we'll see what- it depends on how much is donated. Uh, so, <laughs> it will be what it will be. And then beyond- painting, you know, beyond the hobby side. And, like, I will probably, in mixed in there, I will probably paint off, like, a few one-off models or, like, hey, I'm, you know, I just finished some 40K stuff. I may paint an Underworlds War, you know, Warband or something like that because I have a a few of those, you know, geared up. Most of those are five models or less. So, like, they, you know, they go pretty quickly. But, you know, just kind of little palette cleansers between armies. But then on top of that, for actual play, I want to play um at on average. I I was actually originally was going to put this as on average, but I realize if I play in a tournament, that's three games and it screws up the average. Um, I want to play at least one game of 40k a month. I I, I you know at least more preferably, but I want to get in at least one game a month. You know, or one event a month. You know, something where I'm playing one or more games every month because i i just i need to get back into it and you know if i just focus on like i'll probably start off playing tau just so i'm playing a fully painted army but uh you know once i get my chaos space marines or sisters done i will switch over to playing one of those so i definitely want to do that and then beyond that i want to play at least one game of kill team just because like i have all the stuff to play kill team and i have Enough armies. I have models to play kill team. Like I can I could play kill team at any time I just actually want to do it. I want to give it a try. I want to play at least one game of warcry. I have all the terrain. I have models for it. I could do that any time. I want to play at least one game of warcry. And I would like to play at least one game of Age of Sigmar. Uh, that's just Again, I this is a case where I have a couple of Age of Sigmar models or Sigmar armies done. Like I have a 2000 point Daughters of Cain army, and I think a, a 2,000 point uh, Maggotkin of Nurgle army, if I use my Nurgle demons. I have yet to play a single game of Age of Sigmar, so it's time to justify those purchases and uh, and, and actually play. Um, not included in, the, in any of these are, like, I have a ton of horse heresy stuff that I would like to build, but, like, I have to keep this down to a reasonable scope, and, and like, things I am He's like, would I like to get more done in a year? Sure. If I wanted to spend a weekend, I could probably, like, if I spent two weekends, I could probably build and prime, like, close to a 3,000 point, because that's the standard size for Horse Heresy is 3,000. Why? I don't know. I guess Horse Heresy players dislike themselves fundamentally at some point, but... Bigger tanks, bigger toys. (coughs) Papa John's?
0: Titans. Titans. I mean that's why <clears throat> I <clears throat> I don't have a titan. I have knights
2: but they're for 40k. I mean not that he couldn't use them in in 30k but 30k gets into like well that's the wrong level you know library for for that you know like that knight yeah. household doesn't yeah. exist in <laughs> in horse heresy so it's it's historical gaming so it's like the people get really into the heraldry and color schemes but uh But I I do theoretically have enough models to build close to, if not a legal 3000 point list. Close to because it's old four sword chart and I think I run out of heavy support pretty easily because Spartans are still heavy support and not Lord of War, I think. (laughs)
0: I haven't looked in a while, but yeah. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've looked, but I, like,
2: I have to see if I can actually pull it off, or maybe I'll just have to do blobs of 20 tactical marines to, to make, fill up the points. I don't know. But, uh, but those are going to, that's going to be a big army. So that's kind of like an ongoing. I don't think I'll get it done, but I might get it to the point where it's vaguely playable type thing. But I, but yeah, my main ones are two armies, like two main army projects that are that I see as doable this year. What at least a game of at least one game or event of 40k a month and then one game of kill team warcry and age of sigmar before year's end. That's what I would like to
3: do. I can go next if we're if you're done, Rob. I am done. Okay. Um I have plans to get 2000 points painted for both the Tyranid Hive Fleet Phyrexia, uh, that I started last year. Um, and then also the Squig Rider Orc Army. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to get all of that painted up, which I really, I only have, like, one model painted for that mo- army so far. So, uh, I'd like, I'd very much like to get those completed, um and i i would also it, this includes kind of the the stealth resolution to get better at actually just painting like units of dudes rather than like spend all of my time just painting one big model
1: mm-hmm. which
3: is what i mainly do and then like once it gets to I need to paint a, ten, a unit of 10 of these models and then I like just completely run out of steam in, mm-hmm. in my painting and stop for a while and then yeah. And then Not find another there, big Richard. model and then and then I go and paint that big model instead. <laughs> yeah. All the
1: squads of 10 I just have terrible times with and I have to cut all squads of 10 down to 5 because I think 5 is the maximum I can do at a time.
3: Yeah.
2: Army painting is a is a particular discipline. In fact, uh, uh, Miniac just released a video about finishing up a. Uh, I think it was an army he was painting for the. Uh, game of ice and fire minis game, but he is primarily a single model, like display painter. And so painting an army paint, like batch painting a unit just like burns his brain out. Like he's like, I have to try to push through and do this, but it sucks. It doesn't work for how I normally paint. So it sounds like you have kind of the same
3: problem. Yeah, basically. And, and just being able to like, not have to spend hours and hours and hours on just one mini like you know be able to paint it to an acceptable level and then say that the model is done and and, you know that's that's a that's a big goal for me i i do also want to play more so i could i should be able to help out with your resolution to to play more rob
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and if you want to do that with me, I think we can solve each other's problems. Right? We can just just schedule some time and uh, find it. You know, there's a couple of places locally where we could easily get games in. So
3: yeah, yep. So that that's that's pretty much my goals. All right.
0: Well, my goal remains as always to impulse buy models and then not paint or build them. Uh, and you you apart. have got that down to a T, sir. I, I know. I, I just you know you. i i I want to put the I want to put the easy goal out there that I know I can accomplish. Um, which yeah, I mean I didn't just go do that yesterday. Um, <clears throat> but <laughs> no, uh, I do actually have some hobby goals. Uh, first and foremost, uh, and again, kind of starting off with an easy one, I want to finish up the few models that I have left for my Tau World leaders army. Uh, because I'm going to be taking that to the narrative at LVO in two weeks. So I really have to get those done. Um, the models are built. The models are primed. I just have to slap chop them, which I can do, you know, in a couple of days. And then, you know, and then do the gore effects and all that stuff. So I, I will get those done. But I've got a, a Mauler conversion out of a Ghost Keel. I've got a uh, Hellbrute that I converted out of a, crisis, out of a, a, a Broadside and then i picked up two remora drones uh at the grand narrative and i'm turning those into uh lords on juggernauts so um, oh cool yeah so like i think that'll be a cool visual you know visual way to do it so yeah uh so that's the big thing i got to get those done in the next 2 weeks which i think is absolutely doable since they're built converted primed i just have to paint them um the next big thing that I have is I want to get my boarding actions terrain primed and painted um, because I want to be able to bring that to Midwest Conquest so that we can use it in the narrative for, you know, side missions, things like that. Uh, and I've got two full tables worth of boarding actions terrain. I think that'll paint up pretty quick and easy. I just have to
1: do it. So so you're good on that. Don't need me to bring mine.
0: Um, I would still prefer you to bring... Okay, because you know, mine's just, yeah.
1: probably going to be gray plastic. I'll try and and right. prime and airbrush it a little. Not airbrush, prime and dry brush it a little bit. But we'll yeah,
0: see. I mean, honestly, what I'm gonna the reason why I kind of want to do this is one of my projects is I really want to try to work more with oil washes this year. So like, that's kind of my thing. Is like, oh, board the boarding actions train stuff will be a good excuse to do oil washes for you know grime and effects and stuff like that. So you know trying trying some out trying out some new techniques to you know see if it works and can get terrain done quickly but also i i do want to get the ter- boarding action terrain painted just because i have it i would like to be able to use it and get it on the table and then well, the third goal that before i before you go elsewhere
1: mm-hmm. uh, i will let you know remember how we said boarding actions might we it might be dying we don't see anything no when i was at the citadel a couple weeks ago last week they were still selling they had boarding action um books and the um train there, so it's it's still out
0: there i have seen i have seen the boarding actions terrain box uh at one of my local stores like this this weekend so like and you know the books and stuff are still there so yeah people are still it's still being made it's still being sold hopefully it's still being played um I had heard rumors at one point that there was supposed to be like a white dwarf update to kind of even out some of the 10th edition issues with what with um uh, boarding actions but i don't think i've seen that yet but yeah i hope it i hope it continues i think it's a good game and i think it's a good way to play assuming that you can get to it you know <laughs> well if you stuff. on on the warhammer.com website uh if you go
2: under like 40k wait like shop 40k ways to play um, all the Arcs of Omen book are still available uh, and they do still have the boarding action terrain. It's not listed as like temporarily out of like out of stock or anything. They even have like the the void war bases. If you want the uh, the basing material specifically for boarding action. So it's I mean, it's still actively being sold. They haven't like quietly retired it or anything. So that's nice.
0: Good. Uh, that's really good. Because uh, I think it is a cool way to play. Like I think it's neat to have, you know, to have that type of stuff. It's just I would prefer the, I would prefer there to be a cheaper terrain option. But yeah, I know GW isn't going to do that. But um, so that's kind of my second goal is to get my boarding actions train painted, and that's kind of a mid year goal because I need to have that done by the beginning of May. Um, and then kind of my ongoing. Rather than trying to like lock into, I want to get this army painted, I want to get this done, I want to get this done. My third goal is really just to paint more models and get more pictures posted up on uh, my Instagram account. So, uh, I've been talking about this for a little while, but, uh, as of last month, I think, I think I did it right after the last episode that we talked about. Um, I created a, a uh, miniature, a uh, uh, mini Instagram account for me, preferred enemies, underscored Kevin. And I've been posting pictures and reels of the Tau world leaders army. Um, so the, the final pictures stuff like that. Uh, and then I'm trying to, I think I've got a couple more units that I need to post and then I'm going to start posting work in picture, uh, work in progress pictures, uh, on the models that I'm painting for LVO. And then I'm going to start, you know, I wanna s I want to use that as motivation to continue to post, regularly be posting work in progress pictures, final updates, final models. And rather than like kind of use like, Okay, I need to get, you know, this Voton army done or I need to get this world leaders army done, I can kind of just use it to paint whatever as long as I'm painting, taking pictures and like posting updates. So And, and getting your votan Army a, done. And get my Votan army done. But I'm I'm trying to use that as kind of a uh, motivating factor to try to get, to get these kind of one-off models that I have that I want to paint and, you know, and things like that. Because I've got Legion's Imperialist stuff I want to paint. I've got, I've got all my Votan stuff. I've got World Eaters, uh, more World Eaters stuff to do for my regular World Eaters army. I've got Chaos stuff. I've, you know, I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of my pile of, pile of shame. But, um you know, I want to start being able to get through that. And I think that using the Instagram account to kind of bounce back and forth between those projects and kind of help keep me motivated, I think is, uh, hopefully will will help. No, I think that that's a, that's a good
2: way to kind of motivate yourself to, to break, you know, like dig through those, uh, those piles. And it's like, well, if I, if I have a goal to put this all online, so it's a, it's a form of accountability really.
0: Yeah. One. Well, and, and the other thing I'll say too, is uh, if you look at any of the stuff I've painted, if you've seen any of the stuff that I painted in, in, you know, real life, uh, I'm a terrible painter. So <laughs> it's one of those things where I do think it is actually good to have like, you know, mediocre to terrible painters also posting stuff online because it is very, uh, It is very easy to look at, like, hobby Instagram or hobby Facebook or Twitter and, like, see just the the high-end stuff that people paint. And I think it is important to also see that, like, no, this is – you can get tabletop-quality stuff with Slap Chop in a week. It's like, it's not going to win painting competitions, but, you know, done is the best color. So, yeah. So, it's a way to kind of hold myself accountable to continue to paint. And hopefully, like, over time, I will have, like, oh, yeah, I'm actually better at this than when I started. So –
2: well, and you say like you're a mediocre painter, but what I will say about your like your your Fallen Tau World Eaters army is that you had a great sense of vision, and I think you executed awesomely on it because like all your conversions look great the way you did like the gore effects look really good and to the point like the gore effects like if there's any any issues from using slap chop you wouldn't really be able to tell because by the time you've gored that army up yep the, the, it's it's that like was, all
0: sins are hidden <laughs> that was intentional <laughs> that was intentional because i'm like well if i missed a spot under you know on, on this or it looks blotchy okay like I said, I literally for that army I used an entire pot of blood for the blood god. So yeah, <laughs> that was like ah, eh, it's going to cover a lot of this up.
2: <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I I think I, I think you'll do. F- I, I'm looking forward to seeing more on that Instagram channel, and I will share a link to that in the show notes so that uh, people can can follow it and see what you're working on, and then start
0: poking you if you stop posting things for a absolutely, bit. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> No, that's, that's a big part of it. I want people to kind of hold, you know, use it to hold me accountable. And I think Discord's going to help with that too, because I'll post stuff on Discord and, you know, and have the community kind of help us, uh, move some of the stuff along forward too.
2: Yeah. And, uh, we've already had, uh, people on Discord ask us if there's going to be a Discord channel for doing, uh, listener mail. So. Uh, we may, I don't know if we're going to have a return to listener mail. As I I told them, it's like, I love doing listener mail, but it always eats up a huge portion of the show and we end up with like four hour episodes, which is a ton of editing. But if there's demand for it, especially if we get enough people on discord asking questions or wanting to ask questions, we may bring it back at least on a semi-regular basis. Maybe not every episode, but, uh. And the thing is, also on the Discord, people can ask us directly. So if people have questions, if you have a question and you want to ask us, the best place is going to be on that Discord because we will answer you in as close to real time as we can. So, uh, And all four of us are there, so you can reach any of us. And again, if you want to join the Discord, you can just join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash preferred enemies and join at the one tier that we have where uh, you just automatically like you instantly get Discord access. If you, you know, so, um, yeah, we'd love to see you there. And like, I think that pretty much wraps up our, our list of things that we want to do. And if you want to share yours again on the Discord, we already have people sharing uh, their goals for the year as like checklists, um, like whether it's uh, like one person wanted to reduce their pile of shame by 50%, which is a, a, a worthy goal. Um, the question is, can you reduce it without filling it back in with new purchases? <laughs> That's the challenge. It's not really it's- reducing if it ends up being the same level the what? whole time.
1: <laughs> solution, don't get into a new army this year.
0: No, that's just that's that's dumb. That's stupid. Why would you? Why would you not do that? <laughs> also, there is a website somebody
2: has put together called the Pile of Potential, where you can put together a list of everything that's on your pile of shame because they don't want to call it shame; they want to call it potential. And you can track it and and checklist off, like check off all the things that you finish, so you can actually see your pile shrink. Um, I've actually started like a lot of my stuff was in ship, like uh, moving boxes and I've started unpacking them from the moving boxes. So I can see the individual kit boxes on the shelf. So I have like more clear indication of, Oh, that's how much I have over there. (laughs) So yeah, it's like whatever, you know, I think that's a goal that everybody should have is just Dig through that pile of, of accumulated models and, and get more and more of them uh, painted and and complete and ready to go on the table. Yeah,
1: but but some of them are shadow specters that I, I don't want to put together and put on the table because then people would hate me for, like, bringing really good units.
2: You can't – okay, if you already own them and you bought them long before they were ever good – uh, still you cannot gaming. be blamed. <laughs> nope. Still power
0: gaming. Still power All,
2: gaming.
1: <laughs> also the fact that they're just super cool models.
0: They are super cool models.
1: They are. And I do have like half of them put together just not painted. The other half is still in the Forge World wrapper.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm say it's not even a box. or I mean, it is a box, but it does, it's just a plain no,
1: white box. They're, oh, no, they're in the plastic was, bags. Yeah, they were just uh, in the plastic
2: yeah. bags. I do have some of the, their plastic Ziploc bags. Uh back in the day before they were rolled into the main line and they were just kind of their own weird thing. Well, anyway, I think we will call it there. Uh, So in, so Kevin, in two
0: weeks, you're going to be at, uh, at LVO, right? Yes, I will be at LVO. So I'm going to try to record recaps. Uh, from there, they will be shorter than the grand narrative uh, recap because I don't want to edit that much again. I thought you were going to say because
1: Dennis isn't there.
0: <laughs> also, talking to myself in a room is going to be weird. Um, so, but I'm going to try to do some recaps and and uh, at least like field reporting from the LVO. Um, I don't know if we'll just work it into the next episode or if we'll release it kind of as a separate thing. But yeah, I won't be available for the next planned recording. All right. Well, we will have we will definitely have things to
2: talk about, so we will carry on without you. Uh and uh we will look forward to hearing back from your report on the ground at the LVO. Uh, are you playing in the friendly or in the
0: narrative? I am playing in the narrative this year. So I'm not doing the the 2-day friendly. I'm doing the 3-day narrative event. Oh cool. Um, so it's very interesting. They're not using crusade rules. They they're doing kind of their own custom thing. Uh the games are a lot smaller. I think they are going to be a 1000 points a piece. Um and then the final day will be um like either two v2 two v two or four v4 at like a thousand points, yeah, so it's very interesting. I'm, I'm excited to see what it's uh what it's actually going to look like. Well cool I, yeah, I'm definitely like
2: I, I'm definitely curious to hear, and I imagine they're are they not doing Crusade because a like something we have talked about kind of offline is that you don't get enough games in a weekend to necessarily get that full crusade feel.
0: Yeah and I I think there was I think that was part of it. They wanted to they wanted to avoid like the you know just the fact that yeah you're going to wind up not really progressing a lot. Also there's a lot of bookkeeping in Crusade um and especially if you're using it just for like the weekend you don't really engage with all the things like battle scars you just you you just if you roll a battle scar you just spend the points to remove it because you're not playing this long term. So uh yeah, they they just decided that they thought the uh the the Crusade format itself was a little bit too clunky for the event, so they're trying to do kind of their own thing. So, I'm interested to see how it, how it works and how it's different than the Crusade event. Um because I do like there are elements to Crusade that I really like. I like that your army progresses and gets better over time, but also yes, it can be very clunky. Yeah.
2: Well, and also with only a few armies having their crusade rules out now, it leaves a lot of armies out as far as having things that are tied specifically to how they play. And right now, the only crusade rules we have are very tightly tied into like the fourth tyrannic war. So it may not feel right for what they're doing. Right. Well, I look forward to hearing back from you on how that went and uh, if it may help shape what you're going to be doing at Midwest Conquest based on your experience. So, yeah, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with uh, no, uh, with uh, news and new coverage. But until then, from all of us here at Preferred Enemies, I'm your host, Rob. Kevin. Dennis. And Richard. Good night, good gaming, and good luck going into 2024.